Have you been looking for your keys to success? You have found the best place to start. We will hear from professionals on different keys to success in building huge careers in and outside the mortgage industry. These conversations that each person will share their experience will allow you to hear nuggets on finding your keys to success. I'm your host, Sue Meitner, so let's get started and grab your keys. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Grab Your Keys. I have something before we get started today that I wanted to talk to everybody about. So if you think that this podcast is helping you in any way, please share it, tell a friend, write a review. And I know that you will have value in this one today for sure. Jason Seibel is a great friend of mine. We met over a year ago. He's on the West Coast and the East Coast now. And um, I'm super excited to have him here today with his Hawaiian shirt, with his 20 plus years of experience and being a rock star in the mortgage industry. So Jason, thank you so much for being here. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Well, first of all, Sue, thank you for having me and uh it's an honor and a privilege and i just think you are a powerhouse and, and special person in the mortgage space and uh as you are my friend and i just I, I appreciate our friendship and the value you bring to me and my life and and the people around you so well, that's and, our sweet. and so okay. how did you get into this crazy mortgage world just like everybody else accidentally <laughs> how was my, that by accident so my senior year of college uh one of my one of my teammates i, I, I played baseball his, his father had a financial services company and did everything from investments to insurance to loans and it started there and he kind of tried to bring me on board be a part of it i i, I thought i had a, kind of a different path squared up to to, to start but I, I plugged into him and I kind of got excited about the financial services. And so I got my insurance license. I got, you didn't need a mortgage license back then, but I got an investment license and I just kind of leaned towards the mortgage side. The first loan that I closed was actually a debt consolidation loan for my parents. And it saved them a ton of money and it shrunk the term. And when I saw the power of that, I was all in on mortgage. I didn't care as much about the other items. Right. So, if you were to say what you're you've been tremendously successful you have built a company you've done amazing things um if you were to and you have a lot of systems and processes you are the king of technology for sure okay. um i think you have twined the coined the term high tech um high touch or high touch high tech so what would you say your three keys to success are? Well, dear, I tried to narrow it down to three and you hit on systems. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you four. Okay. okay. Awesome. Uh, so the first one, I think that changed, you know, the altitude of my life, my family's life is purpose. So it's very easy to go to a job, serve customers, but until your purpose is great enough, you're not going to do much of anything. You're just going to kind of meddle around and be okay. And, and there's just not that intrinsic drive to, to be really good or to develop in a way uh, you're going to grow at the pace of your purpose. So 
as soon as I placed my purpose and, and, and made it big enough, that stretched me to be better. And I started growing at, at a faster pace and just improving, getting better. I love that. Purpose. Yeah. So know your purpose, which is really know your why. Mm -hmm. It so is. That's, that's, that's so important. What's number two? Number two is be authentic. You know, be true to who you are and what you're about at the core. Um, I started early in, in the mortgage space. I was told one that I could not wear shorts. I mean, I don't even think I own a pair of pants. I might own, I actually, I bought a pair of pants to go have dinner with Scott and Alicia in Denver because it was a requirement of the restaurant. And wow. I, menu, wow. I looked at the menu and it was so compelling. I'm like, all right, I'll get a pair of pants just for that. But <laughs> <laughs> But in, in general, I mean, I was told from a very young age, I couldn't be, I, I, I couldn't bring to the party what I brought. You know, I was told you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you can't wear a Hawaiian shirt, you can't work from home. Uh, I worked from home 20 years ago when my daughter was very little. She's now graduated from college, you know, just last month. But I was told that that would never work. And, and you know, you look at the landscape, you just got to be you mm -hmm. and who you are at the core. And as that has grown and progressed, um, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. So what you put out to the world, those are the people who are going to find you and want to work with you. And if you can bring value in that way and serve them and meet them where they're at, then, then it's a win-win. Yeah. And it's so funny that you use the word tribe. We in our team and our group and our friendship with you, the two of us and others, and I was going to touch on this later on, we like, we share and we have our tribe of sharing and lots of people like don't uh, don't appreciate sharing you know we're on a podcast sharing because it's so important to share because i feel like when you share you get so much in return back mm -hmm. how do you feel sharing and your tribe has has attributed to your being authentic and your growth <laughs> it's invaluable uh, i mean a rising tide lifts all boats and I think in the mortgage space, historically, there's been this scarcity mindset of, well, if I open up my playbook and I show people what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, then they're going to copy it and it's going to impact my business. And right. that's so far from the truth. Things really shifted for our company and, and my development personally when I got out of that scarcity mindset and, and said, look, I'm just going to be me and I'm going to go and I'm not going to be afraid to share. When I started the mortgage company back in, two, back in 2019, there was just not a lot of resources there. Uh, I'm an independent mortgage broker and, and it was almost like a secret society for crying right. out loud. Nobody wanted to help. And I just want to tip that on its head. So anybody who ever has questions, I mean, I think I probably helped four or five people now set up their own shops just out of spite because I was so frustrated in the process and it, it, there's just no reason to hide. There's so much business and opportunity out there. there there's clients for you that you can serve in a way that you want to serve. I mean, there's banking, there's mortgage banks, there's brokers. I mean, there's just so much out there. So, so much. I would say my world shifted when I just decided, look, I'm going to tell anybody and everybody what I do, how I do it. And if I get good enough at it, it's just not going to matter. And if other people choose to take some of those ideas and implement them and, and improve, you know, it's just going to improve the space. 
No, I, I, you know, I totally agree with that. We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't agree that sharing is caring and yes. puts us in the forefront of everyone, everything. So, um, so purpose, authenticity, what's number three? Systems. Systems. Getting out of the beginning. <laughs> and now we get back to systems. Now. What's, what's, what's your feeling about systems? Systems for me started because as a child, I had severe attention deficit. I couldn't find my keys. I couldn't find my wallet. This ran into my 20s. And my lovely wife you know, is super organized, you know, militant about what, where, why, how. Everything has a place. And then as I kind of got a little bit older and started to grow, we started deploying that one in our personal life. And it helped me tremendously. It was like the fog lifted. And if I don't have that structure around me, uh, things go sideways. I get distracted or things go sideways. I get distracted. I get pulled away. I'm not as efficient. Uh, and my background's a little bit in technology. So I've been waiting for the industry to catch up and looking for opportunities to where we could deploy technology. I know you and I have had this conversation, Sue. Uh, the mortgage space, I believe, some would say it's art. Some would say it's science. I think it's a combination of both. I think the artfulness of what we do in terms of connecting with clients, um, you know, helping them strategize. I, I think that is the art. Structuring the alone. <laughs> correct. Structuring alone. But where the science can come in and bring a ton of value is that process. You know, how do you gather documents? You know, how do you move it through? Um, you know, we, we have, I think we've got about 120 steps at this point, you know, dial divided by who does what and it creates scale and it creates an opportunity and it's measurable so you can look and say hey well we need to course correct and we need to adjust we need to do this a little bit differently or oh this rule changed so we need to apply this and just being able to create that and pair the art with the science has been really beneficial with, with, our, with our company and, and you know our growth personally as, yeah, I love those three. So when you decided in, in 2019 to open up your own mortgage shop, yes. you had no idea what was going to happen in 2020 and 2021. Like no. you just had no idea. Nope. Um, A, how did you stay afloat without killing yourself? And B, what made you decide to go out on your own? Like what made you just decide I'm it? Okay, well let's start let's start with B first. So I just looked at the landscape. I'd been a broker previously for about 15 years. I had an incredible opportunity to go work at a retail shop. Um, I was recruited to be a preferred lender at at a pretty healthy sized real estate office. It was somebody that I'd already known and worked with. They'd approached me earlier and I said no about a different opportunity. And I said, well, if this particular one comes available, I will, I will leave and I will go do it. And you know, what a blessing. Uh, there were, there was a lot of pain, growth, learning along the way. Um, you know, our relationship is still as awesome as ever, but, um, you know, working in that retail space, uh, just taught me a lot about how to build a team, the systems and, and the pieces behind that and how you can, kind of divide and conquer. And that was something I'd never tackled. I'd sort of been a one-armed paper hanger most of my career. And it was powerful and I learned a lot. And when I looked at the landscape um, in 2016, I got really aggressive and went 
pretty much all digital. And you know, working for a big company, as they move, you move. And what I felt during that time was I was able to move at a faster pace and my technology was further along than the big company that I was going to be with. And in order to stay on that path, I probably would have to take a couple steps backwards. Right. And, and then you know, the opportunity to own and control. Um, I have my own compliance department. Right. Right. And your vision for where you want to go and how you want to build your business. You know, there was limitations there, um, but you know, I had incredible coaching. I had an incredible set of branch managers and people supporting me along the way. And I learned so much, but I just kind of felt like that season had come to an end. And it really, for me, it was a math equation. It was time for a new journey. Yep. Yep. And, and, and how can I you know, bring you know, my gift or my skill set, you know, to this space in a fun and propelling way. And I just felt like it was going to be easier to go do that on my own and carve my own path. Yeah, that's awesome. So you're passionate about financial literacy. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about that passion of, of uh, how you want to spread the word regarding financial literacy? Okay. Wow. We're going there. I like to spice it up a little bit. <laughs> so, we have time. My, Why not? We're having a great conversation. <laughs> so. So my passion in financial literacy probably rooted in, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad in my early 20s, and that really caught my eye. Um, I, I had, I, I was blessed to have grandparents who were you know, post, uh, you know, World War II, yeah. young come out of this kind of figured out my grandmother was a financial worked for a financial planning office for over 40 years and everything she touched kind of turned to gold right they were buying vanguard they were doing savings bonds they were buying you know employee stock my grandfather worked for santa fe railroad they would buy a house hurry up and pay it off and then convert it to a rental so it just it, i had this around me and i just didn't understand how awesome that was right. at the time and you know they passed in the early 2000s and and so i got to see sort of the benefit from that but in terms of you know how that impacted you know their their children right they they got to pass you know some dollars and and some lessons over to to our family and that you know changed kind of the dynamic of, of our family. generational wealth absolutely absolutely yeah. and it was built very tactically i mean i remember just the lessons that you know, my grandmother and grandfather, I mean, when Larissa and I were even early married, I remember sitting down with them and you know, they were pretty quiet about it, but you know, I got my degree in business and I remember going to a wedding and sitting in a hotel visiting with them and they just kind of opened their playbook and I was like blown away. I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to get here. And it took me a long time, right? It's one thing for them to say it. It's another right. thing for you to actually figure out how to execute it. And, you know, unfortunately they passed a couple of years, you know, shortly thereafter. And, you know, as a family, we fell in some hard times. You know, I'd made a lot of bad choices. And, you know, although I'm educated, I've got a bachelor's degree, I've got a master's degree, there's just, there's just not a lot out there, right? I took a light personal finance class in high school, but I mean, right. I came out of school in debt. You know, I came into my marriage in debt. I mean, I was, I was a college athlete for crying out loud, had a lot of school covered and I still had debt. And right. 
I didn't know. I didn't learn. I was a riverboat gambler. I'd take risks, make bad choices, and I just didn't have any guidance, counseling, leadership. Uh, and I went broke a couple times. And it, it was those tough lessons that are like, okay, what would it look like if you know Jason at 21 knew what Jason you know, knew at 35 or 40 and some of these bad bumps and bruises along the way? And it's just not out there. So... So how are you telling that story so that others don't make the same mistakes and learn from that grandparents playbook that so many of us have those grandparents who, you know, have ate the corn and tomatoes for, for dinner, you know, <laughs> from post-war war. So, um, and like really learned how to save our pennies. And this generation just hasn't, and even our generation hasn't learned that because, you know, we were, you know, the baby boomers, you know, kids and um, grandkids. So how does that, how, how, how are you trying to pave the path forward in, in helping your clients achieve wealth and understand financial literacy? So we've made that a huge part of our mortgage practice and it starts in our discovery call, right? We get into the what, where, why, how in that initial call and we get into some of these foundational concepts. So, so, so that's one and, and just, you know, the idea just because you can doesn't mean you should, right? So we, we get into that just because you can afford something you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best path or well, you've got 20% down. But if we look at the concept of leverage and, and everything you've got going on, you know, is that the smartest decision for you? So right. we use tools like Mortgage Coach, Lender Launchpad to, to put together presentations that are dynamic to show people like here, here's the opportunity cost and the trade-off of you putting down X amount of money or, Hey, maybe you shouldn't pay cash for that house. You know, maybe you should put enough down to get the right rate and comfortable payment that you want and take those other dollars and invest it in some other, some of these other deals to create that scale. So, uh, the mortgage right. is part of it. We've started a charity. Uh, my wife and I that that are going to tackle this, and I think my dream is to to be be the Khan Academy of the financial literacy space and build yeah, I love that. technology and videos and put that out there and just make it readily available for people. Uh, when that comes to teaching classes, um, my wife is passionate about retreats and 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 you know hosting retreats. You know, teaching some of the stuff to, to younger children, people just coming out of high school, um, out of college, wherever. So that's where the yeah, that's so important. So important. If there's one technology that you could not live without, what would that be? In the mortgage space? In the mortgage space. We'll say in the mortgage space. Flowify. Flowify, why? Flowify out of the box. You know, it can be very basic, but you can highly customize it. So we have turned that into our full blown point of sale system. I take all my applications through it. Um, we create all of our needs lists through there. It's got, it's got reminders. It can send milestone updates. Like it, it literally can do everything. It can sync with your CRM. Like that is, that, that is our one piece in terms of operationally. And then, I think the other piece is probably MBS Highway. Right. Um, why, especially now on the market being as volatile as it is, why MBS Highway? Because Barry Habib is just a and 
in volatile markets and times, just being able to have access to those kind of analytics and understand things at that high altitude view. You know, a lot of times, Sue, we get in the weeds, right? We're, we're serving clients, we're processing. To have somebody completely, I mean, he's in the space, but he's outside of the space. He knows it, but to have somebody with a team you know, behind the scenes, you know, looking at the crystal ball and the tea leaves and being able to analyze those at Fibonacci levels and, and, and trends and, it's incredible. And information is power. Applied information is real power. I mean, we locked a couple loans this morning before a price update or before pricing moved. We get a video and I haven't seen what pricing looks like, but you know, given the loan sizes that we were at, it probably saved our clients somewhere between three and $4,000, I would imagine. Yeah, somewhere, that's amazing. Somewhere, somewhere in that neighborhood. So that really does make a huge difference. And and having your pulse on the market, the way Barry allows us to have a pulse on the market is invaluable. So plug for MBS Highway for sure. Um, go ahead, Jason. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say it, it also serves my inner fuel too because my ba- I've done a lot, my background is a little bit in forensic finance. So getting into that analytics kind of stokes a fire for me and and it's exciting. I understand it's not for everybody. And I, I know we've been together at different times where I've kind of gone on a little mini diatribe and people are like, whoa, like that is way out in Egypt. But Right. So J-Fun, how did that come up? How did your J-Fun nickname come up? Uh, my niece gave it to me. She just That's decided she's like, it's not J-Son, it's J-Fun. I'm like, J-Fun. Then we'll roll. And then, yeah, you, you own it for sure. If you were not a mortgage person, what profession would you be? I would be a college baseball coach or I would work for a nonprofit and something I'm super passionate about. Yeah. That was um, my initial path. I actually was going to go into coaching. I, I went and took the entrance exam to grad school to go do it and everything. I had a year of eligibility like left that I could use. And we just got in the landscape of it and I decided, yeah, maybe not. So I think it's super for everyone to understand that um, Jason, uh, Jason and I met over a year ago with a coaching group that we were in. Um, we have a tribe that we are always around each other. We always communicate with each other and we are stronger because we're together. And I think that it's amazing because I didn't have a full understanding. I've always been a banker. I've always been an independent mortgage banker. I didn't have a full understanding of broker. And um, I was and I didn't really feel to that I could get vulnerable and being like, come on, Jason, like broker, really? But I could be like, come on, Jason, broker, really? So <laughs> and he was like, OK, come on, Sue, independent mortgage banker, really? So I think that it's great that we can mutually respect each other's way of doing business and grow from the ways of doing business. And I don't think that there's a better way. Um, and I think that it's really important that we all embrace each other as one because we're all mortgage professionals building wealth for others while also growing it for our teams. Yeah. And um, I appreciate, you know, everything that you've taught me in the last year plus of, of being friends with me because I've grown a lot because of your friendship. So I appreciate well, that. The feeling is mutual. I've grown tremendously from from the value that you bring to the party and I mean, you're an author you're a you know, 
an owner in the space. I mean, you are a powerhouse woman and we need more of you. Well, thank you. So speaking of that, I do have a new book coming out next week on July 20th. Yeah. <laughs> so be on the lookout for women who dream. And I have a chapter of that. It's like a sequel to the book. So that's really exciting. So Jason, what's in the future for Jason and the mortgage business? Well, can I really quickly come back to my fourth key and then I'll Oh, I forgot there was four. I stopped I, at three. Okay. I yeah, well, I, I, saved, I saved one for last. So Okay, the even the best one. Purpose, authentic, systems. What's the fourth one? Grit. Oh, grit. You know I love grit. This is Why grit? not an easy business, right? There, there's ups, downs, there's struggles within you know existing loans, clients. Um, but it's a lot like life and we have to show some resiliency and sometimes <clears throat> early in my career, I was raised to not fail, right? That failure was a bad thing. And if you failed, you got your nose rubbed in it. And because of that, now, now athletically, I figured out that I could just go for it, but I didn't bring that same mindset professionally, right? So I never was all all in i'd go 75 80 percent and of course in many instances if you're not all the way there you're going to fail so it doesn't matter if you're 20 percent in 80 percent in you're, you're going to fail and then that perpetuated the problem like wow you know then i'm only going to go 75 percent this time and just that concept of you know failure is okay what i learned and yeah, it took some counseling and coaching to kind of clear my head because I, I mean, I got squashed like a cockroach that I was back in 2009-10. I mean, you know, left my family at risk. Like, it was a wild time. But coming out of that, what I realized is, hey, you can make it. And it's okay to fail. As a matter of fact, failure is where you learn lessons. So if you can just learn to fail more often and not be a riverboat gambler, then you, know, you could start picking opportunities. And if you fail, you fail small. And if you win, you win big. And and that was the transition for me personally, you know, as an individual and in my mortgage practice. So um, yeah, the, the grit is key. I love, I love grit. And I agree with you being, you know, that I've always said you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, as soon as you learn that that's okay. And, you know, I've, I've said that I have a fear of you have to learn that you don't need to have a fear of failing because failing is when you grow. And that is illustrating your grit. And I think that experiencing that um, makes you stronger. And um, I love that grit's your fourth one. Grit has been said a couple of times. And I oh, think really? that was just one. I think Jack Daly said it last week, last oh. time. But, but it's okay. Grit should be said 18 times. Because okay. you have to have the grit to succeed. You have to have the grit to get knocked down and, and get back up again. You have to have the grit to, you know, strike out and still get back up and get back at bat, to use your baseball analogy. Maybe hopefully I said that right. But, you know, you definitely have to have the grit and um, you have that grit. And uh, I'm going to say that most people in that top 1% that everyone's striving to be at has to have the grit because it is a hard business. And the, the ones who do it easy make it look very, 
the ones that do it do it well make it look very easy so that the newer people don't realize it. And I just wanted to let everyone know we are opening this up to any questions. You can put your questions in the comments and I can and I will um, answer the and I will have Jason answer those. So um, so what we need to understand is that grit is important. So how um, well, somebody asked Jason, how many loans did you close in your first year? First year, I guess of being a mortgage person. Oh man, it was like five. dating you back. It was like five. <laughs> and now, how many loans do you close? A lot. A lot, yeah. A, a lot. lot, yeah. I love a lot. Um, it can be challenging to start living as your most authentic self. What would you recommend to those who are scared to break the mold? <laughs> well, I was taught you know, as I started growing that you want to run away from the herd. If you look historically, I think there's a story out there about investing in mutual funds. And if, if, if you look at the volume in a mutual fund in a current year, if you went back and looked at the prior year, it had the best rate of return. So people are always late to the party. And what I found is when the herd is running one direction, you need to run the other way and not be ashamed or afraid of it and just own it. And if it's a mistake, then, you know, have extreme ownership and you move forward. That's part of that learning lesson. But I mean, this goes back to you got to want it more than 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 everybody else and be willing to you know, hang your neck in the guillotine a little bit and, and be at risk. No risk it, no biscuit. And in those moments, quite often and honestly, you know, that's where you see the biggest explosive growth and, and breakthroughs personally and professionally. How about confidence? Do you think confidence is important? I think everybody struggles with confidence to some degree until you get kind of over that threshold of knowledge and being comfortable, one, in your own skin, and two, what you what you bring to the party. I mean, I, I think confidence is developed in reps and practice, and that doesn't have to be with clients. Like, you know, my son's a college baseball player, and He's out there five, six days a week working on his craft in the dark when people aren't watching so that when it's game time, he can go perform. Yeah, that's fantastic. So Jason, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they reach you? I could be reached just on my mobile number. That's 503-720-3730. Um, Jason at InnovativeHomeLoan.com is my email address. And I would welcome any opportunity to strategize questions, all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm an open book and we got nothing to hide and I want to help serve the community that has served me so well. Yeah, I agree with you 1000%. I'm so lucky to have you as a friend and we're even luckier to have you on Grab the Keys. So I can, I'm going to get to see you in a month and a couple days. So I'm super yeah. excited to see you. I'm excited. We're going to shoot in some sunny talks. Florida. And um, once again, guys, if you can share and um, write a review, it would be greatly appreciated. We try to give as much information and uh, value as we possibly can. And thanks for joining us on Grab Your Keys. Thank you. Bye.